Welcome to Tish and Piffle, the first in what may or may not be a podcast series. The clues in the title, which I thought was an expression that implied worthless conversation. I couldn't find it though when I googled, but the dictionary definition of piffle is to talk or act in a trivial, inept or ineffective way. So I think we've put a marker down right at the start. Tish, I now know from all this web surfing, is urban slang for hot and sexy. So inadvertently, (coughs) we may have managed to strike absolute gold there. There are four of us who hopefully will banter at a canter. (laughs) Do you know, I wrote that. I liked it immediately. And it's going to make the final edit, everyone. So that is the end of that. Let's do a few introductions. My name's Derek. Uh, I'm a journalist. Uh, I previously considered myself a bit of a homebody, but I'm, I don't know about anybody else. I'm absolutely climbing the walls now. Can we start by going around the rooms? Uh, tell us, everyone, who on earth are you? Hello, I'm Sean, and uh, I live in a high-rise flat in London, and I've done so for a year after running away from the lovely gardens of Kent last year, and I'm also starting to regret that slightly in the current situation. Um, I'm perpetually broke, and I'm perpetually in a pub, um, however, I do have a couple of measures of success, what I've done in the last few years. I once broke a world record, like an actual Guinness World Record, for having the most people in one pair of underpants, which may or not may or may not come on to later, but we'll see. It and, will. And I've also been told that because I've got a blue tick on Twitter, that means I'm actually a successful person. So uh, I'll take that. That's probably all I have to say about myself at the moment, but I'm sure you'll find out more as we go through this potential series or not series. (laughs) I can't see it. Uh, My name is David. I used to be a journalist, but being a very bad journalist, arguably the world's worst, without any beating heart of journalism whatsoever, I did it for a few years, then gave up and ran away to the canals of the UK where I now live, and at the ripe old age of 50, find myself in the somewhat surprising position of being a YouTuber, a description that makes me cringe every time I say it. Uh, but I am enjoying life bobbing about on the water and mostly talking to the ducks. And then that's me then, bringing up the rear. Uh, my name is Alice, I'm 27, and I live in beautiful Bristol, but I'm not getting to experience much of it at the moment. Um, I used to be a journalist. I don't know if I can still call myself a journalist. I moved from journalism to PR, but I only did two weeks of PR before I got furloughed because of coronavirus. So at the moment, I guess I'm technically unemployed. Unemployed, I think I say take that at the moment, but I'm actually quite enjoying it. And um, the most interesting fact I have at the moment is that my fingernails are currently purple because I decided to cook with some red cabbage tonight, which I've never <laughs> used before, and um, I didn't realize that it stains quite so badly. So I'm really glad that this is a radio chat rather than a video call. I realize I never actually said I was a journalist, um, I am apparently a journalist. I have to say, I think you're the most journalist of all of us. <laughs> You've got a tick. What about what about Derek then? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't have a tick. Now I envisage this as being a fairly loose format, which is code for no work whatsoever, having been put into fleshing out the idea. But as you've said, we all do talk and write for a living, so I thought we should really chat in our little pilot about the only game in town. These very strange times we're all living through lockdown here in the UK and everywhere else pretty much. Apart from Belarus, 
I read. I, I don't really know where that is. I think it's next to freaking whatever a star in East Europe. But they've just like carried on as if it hasn't happened. But I do want to say by way of disclaimer that we're, you know, we're not meaning to make light of some of the awfulness around us. We're just trying to smile in the face of straightened circumstances because what's better at the end of the day than being happy? So first question, how's everyone coping? Just as you like. I thought Alice was first. <laughs> I'm looking at the script. I love it. Well, I, I uh, have always been notoriously antisocial and ran away to live on a boat. So really, there's no difference in lockdown at all. Um, I suppose my friends, such as I have them, are scattered to the four winds around the country anyway, so I rarely see them. Um, and I would only generally venture out in my nomadic lifestyle once a week to go to Tesco's for my shop. So lockdown is exactly the same. I'm sure that makes you more interesting than all the rest of us put together. Who, who's got anything else to contribute? Well, it was more interesting than my experience last night speaking to the first person outside of my flat that I've probably spoken to in about six weeks when uh, I was working yesterday and I heard this splash on my uh, kitchen floor. So we've got like a hard wood flooring so you can hear if anything bounces off it. And I was like, What's that? where's that coming from? And I looked up and I was like, oh, and there's a big leak coming through our kitchen ceiling. And I thought, oh, no, I've got to get that sorted. So I thought, oh, I'll just go. It'd be exciting. and go and meet my upstairs neighbour who I've never met before. So uh, I went and uh, I went and knocked on his door and said, oh, we've got a leak coming through our ceiling. And he's, he was like, oh, no, well, there's nothing wrong here. So I'm panicking, thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with this leak coming through my ceiling? And then I went back downstairs and the leak had all dried up and it was like it had never been there in the first place. And it almost felt like I'd made the whole thing up and there's not been any leak or anything since. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. (laughs) So and that was the most exciting thing to have happened to me in the last six weeks, because I actually got to talk to another human being at a two metre distance, of course. But um, I actually got to talk to someone else that wasn't my flatmate. It was amazing. I just wanted to make the point that I'm really fed up with all the hand washing you know, that washing your hands 25 times because my palms are like chamois leather now. I could honestly dry the car with them and I've had enough. Well, you need to get yourself a decent hand cream. I suppose I could, off- I could offer some suggestions, but I don't know if we're allowed to do brand endorsement yet on this pod, are we? That's pod number two, folks. Um, I found it really exciting at the beginning, actually. I know that's a weird thing to say, but um, it kind of made everyone sound like a superhero, didn't it? Because, you know, we were all staying at home and we were saving lives and we didn't really have to do anything apart from sit on our sofa to do that. So um, the first kind of week or so, I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I'm a, I'm a hero. Uh, and then um, it went on and it went on. And um, now I'm finding it quite quite depressing, actually. I'm I'm really really missing my friends and my family, and um, I'm missing a lot of big events as well that were meant to be happening this year. And I think every time I cross something off the calendar, um, it makes me quite sad. So yeah, I'm going through sort of different stages, I would say. Um, but the the week that's just gone um, has not been my best week, I would say. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I I just and missing the rich tapestry of life outside. I've written down a Jane Austen quote here, um, which I'll get to in a minute because I've just lost it. Hang on. We are going to have to edit this. (laughs) It's going so well. As Jane Austen said, for what do we live but to make sport for our neighbours and laugh at them in our turn? And it's a bit hard to do that when there's not much going on outside 
you into accept dog walkers and lardy shufflers because I remember a brilliant time, and this is my favourite anecdote. I only suggested the pod so I could tell this anecdote when um, a bloke came round the road opposite to try and win back and woo back his girlfriend, who was the woman who lived opposite, and there was this humongous ding-dong for which I had a front-row seat. I had a royal box seat, and, you know, stuff like that is just not happening, and, you know, I think that's a great shame. I haven't actually told the anecdote, but... She won on points because she was far cleverer than him. There was the lingering suspicion that he'd betrayed her. He kept shouting, give me another chance. But she had moved on. And, you know, I thought... At any point did anyone utter the words, we were on a break? No. He, He just kept going, give us another chance. But as I was hosing the petunias, I felt that I should contribute. That just sounds like a euphemism. It's not a euphemism. I thought, take him back, you know, he is a man and men of flesh, but that's it, her heart had hardened, I don't blame her, and she, she moved on. But the best bit was mum coming outside, the, the parents were absolutely mortified, the mum came outside and said, she's got to come in for her tea. <laughs> it's a great excuse to end an argument if ever I've heard one. And now I'm, I'm looking out at nothing, basically. Well, I don't know, but I actually seem, I actually think surprisingly, it's going quite well so far. Um, that is surprising. I think it's because some of us are used to doing live broadcasts on regional TV. I've been thinking about this on the local news, and my format for doing those was always, you know, you get asked a question by the presenter and then you've already remember what you're going to say it's just one line and you deliver it in a very wooden fashion then you make sure you've got a guest then the camera goes to them and then you read your questions out from your palm some of the questions are sort of smudged off so you have to just rephrase the questions before and then you just think of one line out of it which is anything apart from back to you because that's just too lame and that's a very long way of saying that I feel quite prepared already for the way in which lockdowns made us work in a much more stripped down and basic fashion, having pioneered this slovenly approach myself. So I'm just wondering, have any of you guys actually enjoyed, in a weird way, the fact that lockdowns allowed you to put in the absolute minimum effort for something, whatever that might be? I have to say, the thing that I have enjoyed the most, I mean, I've enjoyed a lot about it, actually. I've enjoyed the fact that my sleep is so much better. I don't know about the rest of you, but um, I'm getting so much more sleep than usual because I don't have to commute anywhere. And as a result, my dreams have been like really, really vivid um, which I think is a sign that you're you're you know in in sync with the rest of your body, which is good. So um, I've been enjoying the rest that I've been getting, and um, I've also been enjoying the chance to kind of just do the jobs around the house that I've put off for months and months, and so is my partner. And now we've got no excuse. So at the end of this, I think the garden in the house is going to look amazing. Yeah, I kind of agree with the sleep thing. So I'm definitely sleeping more than I used to because say I'm not having to commute, I'm not having to get on the tube or anything like that. But I've been dreaming more 
and they're at, it's, it's horrible. I hate it so much. I'm having nightmares. I'm having like, people telling me that they hate me in my dreams. I never used to remember my dreams. The last few weeks I've been able to remember my dreams and I wake up scared. They're actually really horrible. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to getting back to being tired and commuting so I don't have to have these, <laughs> these horrible dreams anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. My um, my mum did tell me when I told her about the dreams that um, I should, under no circumstances, write them down and look them up um, because she didn't want to be psychoanalyzing myself. So I decided not to do that. I did have one a dream where all my teeth fell out. Ooh. Oh, that's quite common. I don't know what it means though. Can someone, can someone do it kind of now? Because I feel we need it for interest value. But I always have the same kind of dreams, which are deadline dreams it's normally that i'm like at the national theater and it's the opening night of a play and i haven't learned it and it's getting nearer and nearer and nearer and then i always wake up when i go on stage it's the same dream i have something very similar to that but it's always to do with being in a new radio station where i've not broadcast before and i don't know what any of the buttons do on the con on the control console and there's a inevitably uh, there's a deadline coming where something has to be pressed and something has to happen or the record runs out and I'm in a, a terrible tiz and then I wake up. Can I just point out that that dream has come real in the podcast already because it's taken us about 20 minutes just to work out how to record it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do dream about like animals is definitely a, a theme actually. It's either like a really nice dream with an animal, a really sweet animal or it's a dream with like a snake or something which is really horrible. I'm always being chased. So yeah. It is, but I'm I'm with you, Sean. They are very vivid, and you do tend to remember them in the morning. So apparently, teeth falling out is associated with loss and important life changes. This dream could indicate you're dealing with some kind of loss, like an abrupt end to a relationship or a job change. And I have just started a new job, so that would make that would make sense. Ooh, I do know. In the ancient world, there were people whose jobs were to interpret the dreams of the royal family and the king, which is the ultimate blagging job in one way, because you just make it up, which is what we all do in our jobs. But also your head surely is just on the chopping board when you get it wrong. So, you know. I've got an interesting fact about dreams, actually, which is one of the only interesting facts I really know off the top of my head. We need them, Alice. Is that, did, did you know that you can never die in a dream because if you haven't died, you don't know what the sensation feels like. So that's why if you have a dream where you're falling, you always wake yourself up before you hit the ground because your body and your mind, they, well, it doesn't know what it feels like. So you can't actually ever die in your dreams. Yeah, but I fell out of bed once and surely the time between actually leaving the bed and hitting the ground was such that I wouldn't have had time to wake up. Um, we move on to the question that uh, that I've lost, which is another reason why we're going to have to edit. There's no way half of this is getting on. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to record lots of extra material then, Derek. <laughs> this is the bonus bit in the middle of the pod. Um, I've watched some unbelievably trashy TV in the last few weeks. Has anyone got any recommendations for more bilge we can wade through? Yes so much i've been watching so much trash uh has anyone heard of love is blind no yes i love that isn't it so good 
It's awful, but also very addictive. Can we have a plot summary? Uh, Yeah, so um, there's a group of men and a group of women that go into this big house and they go on dates where they walk into these little pods that have got screens in between them and they can't see each other. So they have a date where they can't actually see each other at all, but they can only hear each other and have a conversation. And they are not allowed to find out what the other person looks like until they agree to marry each other. Don't you think that's basically the future after lockdown? Possibly. Um, I think it's quite reflective of our current situation where uh, none of us can really see each other. We can only talk to each other. Well, nothing else has worked for me. So, I mean, I might as well give that a lash. I really, I just really feel like it's your kind of show. (laughs) (laughs) I actually would love to see you as a contestant. I think think it would be, be really good for you. But the best thing about it is they get like a free honeymoon to like some exotic location. Well, albeit they have to go with like a random stranger who they don't really <laughs> like very much. But I mean, I'd probably go on the show just for that. Do you know what? It sounds quite good. I'm not sure it's bad enough. I was just thinking of stuff that you keep on watching. Like, you know, like I was eating Pringles the other day and the first five were brilliant. But then after that, they tasted like the carpet. And I went on and I kept on and kept on. Has anyone watched telly like that? That's exactly what Love is Blind is like. I would say that is quite a good summary of exactly what it's like. You what you're you're hooked. You watch one episode, you watch two episodes, you're hooked, and then you sort of get to episode five and you think, why am I still watching this? But I have to see it through. That's great. This is the thing for me at the moment. I wouldn't say I've been watching trashy TV, but I've definitely sort of rewatched things. Like I'm rewatching Friends at the moment. Love it. And I've already seen every episode, but it's just because it goes on in the background and it's sort of twenty minutes long, and you can just put it on and sort of smash through them, and you know. By the time you sort of wake up, you know, you're on episode 10 and it's all gone to pot. So I don't know. I quite like the fact that you can just kind of go back and rewatch those things that you used to really love. And then, you know, you've got the time to do that now. Dave, you're the YouTube expert. Have you, have you got any recommendations oh, yes. for good YouTube stuff? Apart from my own? Yes. And well, why don't you tell us about your own first? Well, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's life on a narrowboat chugging around the canals of Britain and obviously if you're uh, feeling hemmed in by lockdown what could be finer than coming along with me on a gentle cruise at two miles an hour up a canal. What's it called? Cruising the Cut. Because I heard that because you stay in port or in the marina for so long that people have started referring to it as mooring the cut. There is that very unfunny joke about my boating habits yes it's, why do you it's do all it? uh, a vicious why do i stay in port no why why do you why do you live on a boat and not on a house i mean why be why be in lockdown before lockdown actually occurs because you're not in lockdown are you you're chugging around and uh, you get a different view every time you moor if you don't like your neighbors they aren't having sufficient arguments to keep you interested uh, then you can chug on to another location I'm just thinking lockdown, if it's not already been eased by the time this goes out, it's not going to be as bad. In a weird way, will anybody miss anything about total lockdown? Not having to wear makeup. I haven't worn makeup in about five, six weeks. So, having to put makeup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The idea of putting makeup on. Yeah. 
Can I confess that throughout... I mean, I haven't ironed a shirt and I've been really liking that. And I actually have just worn jogging bottoms and stuff and I've really enjoyed that too. Confess away, Dave, go on. Well, it's just that throughout most of my time uh, at, at my former employer, where indeed you now work, I never ironed my shirts anyway. Is that why you don't work there anymore? You were really funny. You had a real grift. I don't know why you say you're not a proper journalist because your stuff was way more interesting than most other people's. Well, let's face it, most of my key stories were about seagulls attacking people and escaped tortoises. So again, I say I'm not a proper journalist. Nothing's changed, honestly. Because the best story today is when the police were called because they thought there was a tiger in a field, but it turned out to be like a little painted statue that someone had in the wood or in a garden or whatever. That's the kind of stuff people want to listen to. Surely they don't want to listen to lockdown mania every day, do they? No, I think I agree with you. I think everyone's sort of feeling a bit fatigued by all the lockdown sort of coronavirus negativity, aren't they? And they do just want those sort of funny anecdotes and things that uplift your spirits, definitely. I think I'm going to miss things like, um, you know, the clap for heroes and the clap for carers on Thursday night. I don't know about you guys, but I've really enjoyed it. You know, I, I don't really know my neighbours that well because we only moved into our house a couple of months ago. But it's been a chance to kind of, you know, get to know some faces and wave to people. And um, I, yeah, I'm going to miss that kind of community feeling, I guess. Does anyone else find it a bit awkward and not know when to stop clapping, though? Yeah, just what I was going to say. I know there's some people... Br- you don't want to stop too early, <laughs> but equally you don't want to keep everyone going. Some people bring out saucepans and I think that's just kind of showing off because we didn't ask for kind of rattling bits of earthenware and cookery pots we're only supposed to clap my mother tells me she's ringing a ship's bell we had uh, church bells and fireworks the first time it happened it was all going off in our road i thought it was a shooting there's one superstar here in the clapping for nhs heroes and she's been modest about her story so sean can you just tell us about your clapping for heroes story well, it all involves a girl who's got a blue tick uh, <laughs> no, so basically I live uh, really high up, so I live on like the 18th floor of this block of flats. Um, so on the first week they started doing clap for carers, I went and looked out the window and I didn't really think there would be it would be that big, I just sort of thought well, a few people might do some clapping and I wasn't sure if people would be able to hear it. But the entire sort of, I can see right across London and it was absolutely amazing, it was like the whole city came alive with all these people clapping but you couldn't actually see anyone because obviously everybody was inside their flats and inside their homes. So it was absolutely amazing. You just heard this absolute racket, all these people clapping and shouting. So I just decided to film it. So I filmed it and put it out on Twitter, and then it got about, I don't even know how many retweets and likes it's got now. Millions and millions of views and shares. I still get tweets about it every day, and that was about five weeks ago, the first one, wasn't it? So, But I, I resent it because it looks like you just pointed the phone out the window turned it on for 20 seconds and suddenly you've got 50,000 people liking it. I mean, I try really hard and no one ever pays any attention to anything that I tweet. Well, I particularly enjoyed the person who replied to that tweet saying how shameless it was of you to try and use the NHS for your own Twitter advantage. (laughs) I knew it was you! The other point is, of course, we're really only doing this because of lockdown. 
I don't think we would have bothered starting this if we weren't all just sitting in our homes and boats without anything to do. I speak for myself. Well, if there were no greater incentive to end lockdown. And why don't we end it here? Because, do you know, I think we've done quite well and sort of finished all together. So time to say goodbye. 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 Tish and Piffle is Sean Elvin, Alice Key, Dave Johns and Derek Johnson. It's a tied up with sticky tape and a bit of string kind of production, isn't it? Let's face it. We may be back or frankly, we might not bother. But hey, in the meantime, thanks for listening. <laughs>